Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Tom Stevens Show. This is your host, Tom Stevens, a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas, who works with children and families every day. I've been doing this for 18 years, and we decided to put a talk show together that focused on things that you would love to have happen, uh, which is get answers to the problems in your life, and we've talked about everything from discipline to raising healthy families to um, how to understand your children, even to Monday night when we talked about understanding your child's dreams. If you did not get any of our past shows, you can always go back and watch this, uh, not watch, because this is radio, you can listen to the past shows on a podcast. All you got to do is go to blogtalkradio.com slash Tom Stevens LPC, and you will be like privy to all the past shows that we've done. And you can fast forward, you can rewind, you can listen again. It's really cool stuff. So, y'all, go to blogtalkradio.com and see what we have for you. Uh, once, I, once again, I said I'm Tom Stevens. I'm a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas. And I am just thrilled to have today. I've waited for this show for a long time, mostly for summer, when children are out and and grandparents are around their children. So uh, the cool part about today is we are focusing on totally, totally on grandparents. Wisdom, grandparently advice to their children about how to raise children, to their grandchildren, and then also some things grandparents could learn. Because believe it or not, there are things grandparents can learn in this world, y'all. And there are things that parents need to talk to their parents about, who are the grandparents, just like me talking to my parents, about how children are growing up today. Technology is totally different than any other time today. And the world is different. So with children growing up in a completely different world, it isn't the same as it used to be. And raising children, honestly, is not the same as it used to be. So there have always been advances in the world, but never before has there been advance like there is right now. So we are going to, you know, have an awesome time. I've got some grandparents that are coming on the line today and talking to us, and we're just going to hear what they have to say and see how how all this goes. So before I do, I want to bring my co-host in, Kelly. Kelly, you there? I am. Good morning. What is up? So, 
Tell everybody out there, you know, we have a few kind of cool shows coming up. Tell them what we've got in the coming down the pike for the future. Yes, on Monday, um, the 17th at 8.30, we have a show um, about uh, – uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in my car for a little scatterbrain. <laughs> um, psychologist is coming on to talk about um, – when when children need to go to a psychologist, so we're very excited about that. Um, the next the next Monday on the 24th, we have a show. We have a guest author, Tina Fuller, is going to talk about her book, um, how parents. I'm telling narcissistic you, I'm parents. Narcissistic parents. Heaven. The name me. of her book <laughs> is "It's My Turn." It's like. You know, anybody who doesn't know what a narcissistic parent is, it's a parent who's totally self-consumed, and it's more than just a parent where kids say, you know, mom always gets her way or dad always gets his way. It's a parent that really just consumes all the energy and just cannot focus on anybody but themselves. And that's why she named the book It's My Turn, because finally a child is going to claim back their life. So go ahead. Sorry. I'm off this morning. Heaven. So, yes, very exciting. Um, we're trying to work out some great shows coming up in July. Um, so, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. And do you know the number for people to call in today? I want to see if you got it memorized. Oh, heavens, I probably don't. It's Area code. There you I go. It. I 347-838-9737. Or you can tweet us at Tom Stevens L. PC, that's Ellis and Larry, P as in Paul, C as in Cat, with any question that you have, and we will answer it on air. There you go. We have got a cool show. Now, you have any advice, Kelly, as a mom of three, for uh, your parents, the grandparents of your children, that would help them be better grandparents? Um, are you no, not going not really. There? No, I don't think I'm gonna go there. I think I'm just gonna let them do their job. <laughs> what? You're okay. The expert. <laughs> before before I get to all my guests today, what do you think grandparents' job is? That's a perfect lead-in to what I want to talk about today. What are they supposed to do? Um, I think their job really is to just nurture nurture the the children that they are, because obviously our children are different with us, and they are than they are with their grandparents all the time. Their personality is the same, but I think they, you know, just, you know, just can be more um, free, I guess. But I think, I believe that a grandparent's job is to, it's almost like co-parenting. It's its its like, um, you know, we as their parents, you know, have expectations and rules and things like that. And I think grandparents' role is a, a co-parenting, but a a fun. It's almost like that that fun aunt that you know you go to their house and you get to do really fun things, but they still have the same rules and the same expectations as parents do. So I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about it. I so was lucky enough they... to call my grandparents, so I'm glad my girls have you know their grandparents. So they're there to spoil the grandchildren, give them what they want. No, not no, no. That's what I'm saying. They they're there to have fun, but still but still follow the rules that they have at the house, you know, at the home. Like I said, it's almost like a co-parenting thing. It's, it's you know, if, if you have a divorced couple and you have a father and a mother and the children go to the father's house and the mother's house, 
the rules should be the same. The expectations should be the same regardless if they're living in the same home. So when, you know, when our children go to to their grandparents' home, you know, my husband and I's expectation is they're, they're going to have the same rules there, but they may be able to have a little more fun, do, do things um, there that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily get away with at home to a, to a small degree. <laughs> okay, so that is my question today that I want to know from these grandparents that are calling in is, is that really the case, what Kelly just said, as far as the co-parenting goes? Or are grandparents there for a completely different reason? which is I have done my job, I am not here to undermine you, but I have my own way of doing things, and when they come to my house, this is how I want it to be. So I want to know from grandparents if they really are in, I don't know, a co-parenting role or if they are ones who say, you know what, I feel like I'm doing a good job, I know what I'm doing, and leave me alone because what happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house. How about that? Yeah, and it's almost like a retraining sometimes. They have so much fun over there that sometimes we get them back, and it's like, okay, reel it in, people. (laughs) That is the price I feel like we pay. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes for us when we grow up, that's what we remember about our grandparents is all the things that they did with us, for us, how they treated us, and uh, there's something to be said for that. So good comments, Kelly. Good job. Okay, so if you want to call in today, please do it. It's Grandparents Day. You call in and you give us your wisdom. We're not going to discount you or tell you you're wrong. Right, Kelly? We don't tell people they're wrong. But um, we want you to call 347-838-9737. Kelly, I might get back to you in a bit, but you go do what you got to do. All righty, thanks. See you soon. All right, I'm going to go immediately in here to my first guest because I want to at least start hearing from from grandparents. I've got statistics. I've got uh, ideas, advice. I've got this thing about 10 things you can learn from your grandparents, which I think is really cool. I've got a um, why grandparents are so important thing. Um, But I want to go to our first guest and just kind of throw some of those out and see what she thinks about them because she's a grandparent and I'm going to have uh, hopefully several on the show today. Linda, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Tell. Good morning, first of all. Good morning. How are you? Tell. I'm, I'm doing good. Nobody would even know, Linda, all the technical difficulties I had until I got finally online. My computer wasn't working, and by the time I finally got everything to work, the lady came on and said, your show is starting in five, four. <laughs> I was like, great, okay. <laughs> But we are here. I here. Okay, here's my first thing. I pulled up some statistics, Linda, and I want to see if you think these are accurate, like if this really represents grandparents. 72% of grandparents, 72% think being a grandparent is the single most important and satisfying thing in their life. That's almost oh, three out of every four. I agree with that. Really? Totally. Even above everything else you've done in the world? Even above... Have your own children, like being a mom. Yes, <laughs> yes. It, parenting is hard. Grandparenting should be fun. <laughs> that's a good point, and you know that's that's what leads me into you one of the things. It's a rite, it's a rite of passage. You know, once you right. raise your children, then you get to enjoy your grandchildren. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Okay. Which, which also leads me into the confusion in 2013, Linda, because so many grandparents more than ever are raising grandchildren. So it takes them now out of that pleasure role and they are back into the same old role. Have you noticed that? I have noticed and am in the midst of it. I have a son who has a seven and a four-year-old and a lovely wife and it's very different from my single parent daughter who raises her daughter and we are you know called in to help with that very often very different because there are times now as a grandparent that you have to be more parental and it's like it's hard for children sometimes to wait a minute hey are we in fun mode or are we in like you're having to be a parent road it's very hard it's very hard on the grandparents too yes Okay, now 63% of grandparents say they can do a better job caring for their grandchildren than they did with their very own children. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's – I mean, you learned a lot, but I'm not sure that – you know, parenting is a learn-as-you-go thing. And like you said, timing in the world and stuff changes a lot of things. Now, I think that grandparents may think that, Sometimes they could do a better job, but but overall, I think, like I said, parenting is a difficult process that you have to learn how to do, and grandparenting is a supporting role, but also should be an enjoyable role. Right. Yeah, that is that is my single question today I'd like to get answered from grandparents is, <clears throat> what is the best role that a grandparent can take? Because I think we've mixed everything, and I even think parents today – have gotten a mixed role between friend and and uh you know confidant and mentor and leader and parent. What is a parent's role? Grandparents same way. What is a grandparent's role? Okay. Now, it says here that 75% of grandparents are online. Like they are hooked in uh, uh technology-wise. Do you agree with that? Cuz sometimes I wonder. I don't think so. I mean, they may have a computer, but they probably don't know how to work it. <laughs> Which is really That's hard. Know all the things that it can do, yeah. Because grandchildren today who have cell phones by 10 years old or so, and and they are able to text message, and sometimes, sometimes adolescents can text message or communicate more that way than they would actually in talking. Have you noticed that? I've noticed it a lot, and I think it's wrong. I mean, I think that's probably the single most uh, difficult thing that – children go through today, they don't know how to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. They only can talk through, uh, you know, computers and things like that. And I think that they really are missing an important part, you know, and their parents are on that same level that, you know, it's easier to text, but there's nothing like the real words with each other. You know, texting is is a very, uh, to me, it, it, you know, it has a place. But it's very wrong in the grandparenting and parenting role. Yeah. Well, you know, other than in, in the one way you could see that it's actually beneficial is when you're logistically like arranging things, needing to pick people up if there's an emergency. I mean, you can see how uh, to arrange things is good, but sometimes there's full conversations. It's kind of, I have lots of children in my office as a therapist that they would prefer to text message over talking to right. anybody face to face. Right, but but then they do you really feel they get their emotions no <laughs> out if they don't say them? No. No, I know yeah, and I, 
I don't there's agree real, with, with that. Yeah, there's a real lesson to be learned with face-to-face interaction. And, and when I talk to kids today, I even go back to my childhood, which really was, I guess, the bulk of the late 70s and the 80s, was they they really, honestly, if you're, you're being really honest with children today, they can't comprehend a world without cell phones, without technology, without answering machines, calling people, and leaving message, emails. They They can't comprehend that there was actually a day where you know, the only way you could contact somebody was to go to their house or to see them right. at school. And so it's very different in their mindset, and they don't get it. And so grandparents, well, I think, also have to catch up and not do everything grandchildren do, but at least understand it. Yes, I agree. But the, do you not feel there's something wrong? I mean, my 12-year-old granddaughter will sit on the couch next to her friend who is visiting, <laughs> and instead of talking, they text each other. Now, something is really, really wrong with that. Yes, there is something wrong with that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, let me ask you, Linda, what is the most difficult part of being a grandparent? I've got to hear your answer on this one. Most difficult. Respecting, respecting the wishes of the parents. That is hard. Do, but do you go back at all? Like, you know, do you re- bring yourself back to when you were a parent? Was it the same issue then? Like, if you go back generations? Oh, yes. I mean, you know, when I look back and I think, okay, how would I have felt if my mom or my mother-in-law or my father-in-law, whatever, were telling me how to raise my children? I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I thought I could do it better in in that day's world and that their world was old-fashioned and stuff. But there are some things that never change. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times grandparents would like to help their children avoid difficulties and Mm -hmm. Sometimes they give way too much information, and you have to realize that daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws have their own parents. They don't need another mother or father. <laughs> They're dealing with them. <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, there are some things that I think go back to, you know, they can be helpful. But most people want to make their own mistakes, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to, you have your own children. Well, tell the makeup of your, you, you had mentioned kind of, but... How many children, grandchildren for you? Uh, two children. I have a son and a daughter-in-law who live in New York, and they have a seven- and a four-year-old. I have a daughter who is a single mom that lives just a few blocks from us, and she has a 12-year-old. And then I have a granddaughter who's 22 who is was my my ex-son-in-law's daughter who we took into the family when she was seven and grew to love her as one of our own, and now she's kind of... In and out, you know. Yeah. So we miss we miss that. It is. I mean, that's yeah. All those dynamics. Okay. So if you're going to give your children, or I just should say, let's not say your children. Let's go parents. If you're going to give parents who are raising children today advice, and you only had one bit of advice to give, you couldn't give any more. What would it be? Um, probably, uh, other than loving them unconditionally, it would be to raise them where when you give them, when you are disciplining, if you say you're going to do something to your children, you need to do it, whether it's time out, whether it's spanking, whether it's whatever. Don't don't give your kids 17 chances. Let them know that what you say is the truth and you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good the follow through piece, you know. Right. It's the advice right. I give. I speak all the time to parents and the advice I give is very simple. If you can do nothing else, be consistent with what you do and follow through and the yes. children will actually come out pretty good. <laughs> so. Right, right. You know, because we're all doing the best we know how. None of us are going, trying to intentionally harm our grandchildren or our mm-hmm. children. But, uh, you know, generational and family styles are very different, and we all have to compromise a little. But the parents have the last say because they control, control the strings on the grandkids. <laughs> they control the strings. And grandparents want those grandbabies. Oh, Linda, they thanks do. so much. They do. You are the best. Thanks for being on and <laughs> okay. giving us this wisdom today. Well, thank you very much for letting me, allowing me. All right, you and take I care. Will, I will be listening. Thank you. Bye. All right, that is Linda. Hey, great advice. You know, it's a lot of what I say with being consistent, following through, um, and I think a lot of grandparents today, what they're going to say is, um, you know, just be careful with how much these children see. Uh, what they are exposed to, and what they're allowed to do because children end up today, I think, a little bit more entitled than uh, any other time before. So let me go to another caller, which is Teresa, and see what she's got to say. Teresa, you there? I'm here. Hey, okay. You just heard Linda. The question I have from you, well, you know what, Teresa? I want to tell you a fact, too. It says here that grandparents spend $52 billion every year on their grandchildren alone, just the grandchildren. That's a lot of money. It is. Do you agree and with sure that? I'm sure it probably like, does happen. I'm sure, I'm sure some grandparents do. I'm like, sure. in other words, grandparents have a hard time saying no. They want to give their grandchildren something. They they don't want to deny them or turn them down. Is that, is that true? I'm I think it's just they they want to pass on what they have. They want to make sure the grandkids get it. Not that throwing a bunch of money their way is right sometimes. It could be hurtful, but I think they just want the best for their children, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Okay, so describe your grandparent. I'm a, a fairly new grandparent, yes. Uh, I have a... a um, a granddaughter that's 32 months and a grandson that's 16 months. So they're 16 oh, months so you, apart. Okay, so does that are they close by to you? Are you able to to be with them, care for them? What's the setup there? They're in the Houston area, and so the, and they're close to us. We're in Houston also, so mm-hmm. that's good. And uh, yeah. we are able to see them. You know, we're like the grandparents in waiting if they need us we're there <laughs> all right <laughs> you didn't see the movie parental guidance did you no i didn't see it and i'm gonna go see it because you got to see that i thought i need to go <laughs> yep. it's a, an amazing show it's good it's a good one to buy and just watch over and over and the scene where they have pictures on the mantle and and there's all these pictures, and the, there's none of Bette Midler and Billy Crystal except for one. And they said, we're the other grandparents. <laughs> so, yeah. it, everybody true. wants – yeah, I know. Okay, so give your advice. Tell us what you think parents in this world today need to hear that is real good wisdom that, you know, could help them be better parents. Yeah, 
I think what I think that I agree a lot with what Linda said, but uh, I think we're also adjusting to the rules that they have, and we just want to kind of just relax and enjoy what time we have with the grandchildren. So you that know, goes to my first question: Are are you there to spoil? And we get a bad spoil. I shouldn't use because we tend to think of it negatively. It's really not. Are you there to really to have a fun, lovable relationship with your grandchildren and not be so concerned with? with the rules or, or the structure that the parents have? Well, I think we have to watch the rules. We we need to follow the parents' rules, but we need to have fun with our kids, the kids. I mean, we don't I – w- I don't want to be the 24-7 guardian of a, a young child who has parents to take care of them. You know, I want to be, hey, I'm here – I'm your grandma. We're, it's grandma time, and we're uh-huh. here to, you know, to have enjoy each other. But we do follow the rules. And so, is there anything that you can see that's different in the way that, for instance, you raise children compared to the way people are raising children today? Um, I think it's just a little bit different. There's in our situation, I guess there's more social outlets, social events happening, and work is a lot of stress on the parents and stuff. And they, they have a lot. And I remember that from our days. You know, you were busy when you got home. You shut in. You're in for the night. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I think they have to realize to share their time. You know, mm-hmm. because it it's special to share time with your parents. Not so much that it has to be a day-to-day thing. If it is, that's fine. But, you know, just don't forget them. And the grandkids don't forget. Like you said, in your situation, you don't forget your grandparents. You know, it is so true. You, I, I thought of it this morning. When I'm sitting there, I, I go into the pantry, and my son wanted cereal. My wife got a new box of cereal of Frosted Flakes, okay? So I love, there is something about my growing up that I remembered opening up a new box of cereal and how cool that was. And I pulled it out and I was telling my kids at the table this morning how there are certain memories we get from our grandparents that I think we never forget. And uh, it's like my one grandma on my dad's side, I'll never forget her cooking me mashed potatoes. And I don't know why that's such a big event, but when I was sick or or sick at home or stayed with her, I loved her mashed potatoes. And then I think of the grandma on my mom's side, and I think of all of the things that she loved that had mint in them. And I just have these and playing at her house. And so I remember specifics of things. And I think that's a grandparent's role, you know, is to have a special relationship where uh, they give to the grandchild something they wouldn't get anywhere else or from their parents. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of like to be kooky. We'll sing songs or dance or around and just play with them, and and that's mm-hmm. just fun. We'll play cards. We'll just do whatever, you know, fun things that that we like to go back and do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Teresa, anything else you want to tell this crowd? All the parents out there listening, they're going to listen to grandparents' advice today. What would it be? I think um, one thing is to for parents to remember to share your children with your your parents, and mm. then um, and just call your parents with updates periodically. You know, just 
there's so much that happens during the world. And I agree with Linda. Uh, social media is hopeful. It's helpful, too. But um, hearing your own child or your grandchild's voice is good for the heart. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good way to say it, Teresa. It is good for the heart to hear that voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When they awesome laugh or, or hear you laugh and you laugh together, it is so, so much joy. Isn't it? Oh, man. Teresa, thanks for calling in. You're awesome. Okay. Thanks, thanks a lot. Your Enjoy your show. Advice. Keep listening. Thanks. Okay, bye. All right. That was Teresa, another grandparent. We have a lot of grandparents. I I want to go now, since we're at the top of the hour, to my good friend Mary Lehman's over at Go Local Advertising. For y'all who hear me every single show talk about this lady, it's because she does awesome work, y'all. If you need a website, you need a social media connection, you have a small business, big business, uh, you want to just uh, change the look or feel of a website, or you just you want anything related to... Well, I'm not even going to tell you all of this. I'm going to let Mary tell you this. She changed my website. It is TomStevens.us. Go there. Mary, you on the air? Are you here? I, I'm here, Tom. Hi, how are you? Where are you? Because you're remote today. Oh, I'm um, on the road, you know, always working. <laughs> I'm on I, my new appointment right now, actually. <laughs> see, see, Mary, I, I was trying to tell what you do, but I'm just going to let you do it. So tell the people what oh. you do real quick. Oh, well, I do um, social media and website marketing for local businesses. I, uh, you know, specify into the local aspect of it. So we make sure that if you are providing a service or product for people in your local area, we make sure that you show up online when people are searching for you. And then we also try to make you show up places that people are searching for you so you can um, be top of mind when they do need your service. And they can go to golocaladvertising.com to get in touch with you and just talk to you. Talk to Mary. Absolutely. Love to talk. Okay. So, Mary, (laughs) you have three children. And when it comes to grandparents, what is the biggest benefit and the biggest negative when it comes to grandparents? Can you say that? Well, I have to say, first off, I cannot wait to be a grandparent. (laughs) I really hope that I'm in this position to be, I look at my mother-in-law. I love her so much. She's my best friend, and I just, I'm like, I envy her so much because she's been through it already. Her kids are grown. They're all alive. Everybody's safe, and it just must be nice to, you know, relish in the fact that, you know, your job isn't done, obviously, because your kids are always your kids, but you're just in the in the mode of now I can enjoy what they've done, you know, with their stuff. So I, I can't wait to be – hopefully I could be in the same position um, that she's in where she can just enjoy her grandchildren and spoil them. No. <laughs> you know, that's that's so, what I'm trying to figure out today is what the role of a grandparent is because, you know, when we say spoil, we tend to think of a grandparent that just undoes everything a parent does. But really – it's supposed to be that special place that parents can't do. I mean, parents aren't supposed to be grandparents, and grandparents aren't supposed to be parents, you know? Correct. And we, uh, when the twins were born, uh, my mother-in-law was with me every day, um, you know, when they were real little because we needed to feed them at the same time. And it was just, I was very, very, very fortunate that she was able to stay with me um, and help me with that. And so she was – she had to – have more of the parental role with me because she was with me every day. So we had to have rules. We had to have schedules. 
and even as they were growing up, you know, we had to make sure that, yes, she's a grandma, but she's also there all the time, so she can't, you know, if, you know, she's got to follow the rules and has to be a part of the, um, has to be a part of the routine. So now that the twins are older, and when Ryan was born, you know, she wasn't able to be around as much, you know, and and I didn't need <laughs> the twenty four hour care that I did with mm-hmm. the twins, and so she doesn't see Ryan as much, and she doesn't see the twins as much because the situations have changed. So now I know that she can be the grandma now, and when they visit her, you know, she they can have you know, Pop-Tarts for breakfast, and they, you know, it's just fun to be at Grandma's house and Nanny and Pop's house where they can just kind of, they live in the country, so they can run around and be outside, and, and, you know, they can just sort of get away, not get away with things, but just have a more relaxed schedule where they can, you know, she'll let them watch TV, and she'll let them put up cots in um, in the living room and watch TV before they go to bed. So, I mean, it's all stuff that's so not, you know, it's very, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not harmful, you know. It's it's innocent mm-hmm. that they're they're fine and they're having a great time and they know that when they're there that they can do different things than when they're at home. So I just I'm very very fortunate that my mother-in-law is able to um, do those types of things and we have a great relationship um, and I just love that that we have that and uh, my my mom actually lives in Alabama so what we do with her is that we get on um, like. Skype or um, there's also a great phone app called Tango um, that we use mm-hmm. as well. So I love what uh, Linda said about, you know, hearing the kids' voices. And so I make sure that, you know, that, yes, we can utilize social media into, you know, being able to see the grandparents where we wouldn't be able to see them otherwise. So, um you know, my mom loves seeing them. The kids sit on my lap and we look at the computer and we talk and they just, you know, bebop around and then run off. And so it's just, it's really nice that she can see them because um, she doesn't have the opportunity to see them as often. So she can see their first tooth fall out. She can see, you know, that they're, that, you know, they're growing and, and all that good stuff. So we've been able to utilize that for, for our relationship with her. That is really cool. You know, it's it's funny because some grandparents, like being uh, as close as they can to their grandchildren. Some grandparents kind of like the distance and like to just see them every now and then, you know. So it it really depends, but I know it's a unique and special relationship. Mary, thanks so much yeah. for being on the phone. I know that you're busy, but you took the time out. You always do. So oh, absolutely. thank you for that. Yes, thank you. You have a good day. Yeah. You do the same. Mary Lehman's, everybody. And let me tell you, one of Check out that website stuff. Just go to mine, TomStevens.us. She put a really cool like link up on the front of my page where uh, you can listen to the last few shows I've done and just click right there on my website, and it'll start playing the last talk show or the last few. And then there's also a blog we've got going with each of the topics, and I'll put one up on grandparents after this. So there is some really cool stuff happening. She can help you. GoLocalAdvertising.com. She knows a lot about where the good deals are in town here in Houston, um, places to eat, places to get good deals for kids. And if grandparents have their children, that's where you want to go because she can help you find some really great deals and cool places. I also read this thing before I go to my next guest. I read this thing that said that grandparents control 75% of the wealth in this country. Which makes sense when you sit down with paper because, you know, they're the ones that have been around the longest. They're the ones that have probably earned 
the most over time. They're the ones who have paid things off. They're more in the retirement mode. Uh, they have accumulated more. So it's amazing how much of our economy is driven through grandparents. But then there's this stat. When I said to Mary about some like to have their distance and some like to be close, that said that 46% of grandparents wish they could live even closer to their grandchildren than they do now. And I was really surprised because I thought that would be higher. I thought more or most grandparents would want to live as close as possible to their grandchildren. Not that they can because it's not always possible. But this said wish, like maybe they can't, but even if they could, they would. But only 46% of grandparents wish they could live closer to their grandchildren. And sometimes that's impossible and grandparents are devastated by that. And the other stat that was funny that popped out was that 55% of grandparents play video games with their grandchildren. I want to know from grandparents out there that play video games with their grandchildren because uh, today's world with video games and apps on phones, I think a lot of grandparents are like, nope, sorry, don't want to go there. So if you play video games with your grandchild, call me, please, at 347-838-9737 because I have to know. Are there grandparents out there playing Call of Duty? Are there grandparents out there hooking up with Snapchat on an app on the phone? Uh, are are there grandparents that are so plugged in currently that they do these things with their grandchildren? Or are you the grandparent that just kind of buys them the games that lets them play? Because it is kind of neat to see. I remember when we had the Wii and we had the grandparents over and we played a little bit of the um, – we together, which was kind of cool. And the grandkids love that stuff. You know, it's really neat stuff. And there's one other thing uh, of a website I was looking at that, that was talking about the importance of grandparents. And y'all, grandparents are important. Just like parents are important to children, grandparents fill a different role. And I think they, to me, grandparents can pass down wisdom, knowledge. They can pass down stories to a grandchild about their parents that they might not hear, you know, because I'll be able to tell my grandchildren stories about their parents, my kids, uh, a lot when they grow up because, you know, I've experienced them growing up and they're kind of neat, funny, interesting stories that might never be told. And they also um, can share stories about previous generations, you know, to find the link and the history of where your family came from. And I think passing down that family tradition and that history uh, is a pretty pretty important thing. Okay, now I want to go to my next guest and obviously save the best for last, right? I decided to bring my own mother on the show again. It's been a little bit of a break for her. But who better to talk about grandparents when I have my own show here, talking about parenting, relationships, families, than my mother, who is the grandparent to my children, and see what, you know, everything's not always perfect, but there's a way to work together and have a relationship where grandparents can be grandparents and do what they need to do and, and also, you know, help spend time with the grandkids. And she um, is never at a loss for words and always has something great to say. Mom, are you there? I'm here, Tom. The best for last. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, 
you're a grandparent. You've raised children. You're also the oldest uh, or the second oldest of how many? Thirteen. So big Thirteen. family. Hmm? Large family, yes, but a very good family, very good. Okay, I'm going to start with the end with you. Just give some parents advice out there, being the wise old grandma that you are. Wise old grandma. <laughs> Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I can advise or give advice on on being a grandmother is to to be a grandmother to to listen listen to your grandkids. Well, I guess am I going to do it how I would be as a grandparent? The advice I would give to to the parents. Yes. Okay. Is to uh, listen to your children. Know your children. Know when they need to talk to you. Take that time, all the time you need. Watch for their moods. Watch their friends. I mean, just know your child. I remember one time dealing with uh, with uh, one of one of you. I have two kids. Is uh, I just had a sense at a certain time that I needed to get my child to talk to me, and just. I just took that time, set them aside, sat on the floor with them, and, and just looked at them and talked to them until I finally got them to finally talk and tell me what was going on with them. And uh, I think that was my first lesson, and yes, I do need to spend the time to know my kids. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Just spend the, those are your kids, those precious kids, and just know that child. Take whatever time, stop whatever you're doing. Because you just somehow know when the child needs special attention. Okay, so That's that leads advice. me. That leads me to the next question, which is, when it comes to your grandchildren, obviously your your children, me, know more about them being in the daily world and being younger. What is the hardest thing? to understand in 2013, this day and age, because it's different than when you grew up, about your grandchildren? What is so difficult about them? About my grandchildren? Well, think about it. You're growing up in the age of technology. You've got a lot of uh, – it's just – it's harder to keep up with. You know, Just because they text you doesn't mean they don't love you, and, and just because they um, don't want to come over – it doesn't mean they don't care about you, but what what's so difficult about this this these kids in 2013 that was different than 1975? You know. Well, I think it all boils down to now is exactly what you're talking about, which is a key point I have is on all these electronic games. Not only they have the games to play with, and I don't do the games to answer what you were saying before I came on. I don't play the games with them. The electronic games and the texting, and we didn't have that. We didn't grow up with it, but it it takes away from so much the time they spend, the time the kids are spending on their electronic games, versus the time when we were kids. uh, You were out playing. You were talking to the neighbors. You were talking Mm -hmm. to your kids. You were out making up games. You were communicating. You were playing things out. And now they're spending all their time, they would, as much as you would allow them, on the electronic games and playing the games and and um, and then on the texting. I can remember uh, when uh, Nick was little. He loved the telephone. 
He loved the telephone. He'd walk around with a, a cell phone in his in his ear, and and I'd be doing all the talking. You know, he'd be walking down the mall, and he'd be listening. Then it grew up to where he would call me. He'd call Gooden, and he'd call us all the time. Hey, you know, Mimi, what's going on? You know, I'm just calling to and talk and tell what was going on, what, how his day was, since he was little bitty. Now I get a text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, how are you doing? And then I answer him back, and, and I give him, you know, how are you doing? This is what I did or something on and on. And then his reply comes back. Yes, no, maybe. Letter or word, and I, yeah. Letter or word. And now I call him and I tell him, you are a man of few words. So I miss that. However, when we're together, we talk. We have great mm-hmm. communication back and forth. So the the texting, I think, and, and the other thing on the texting, too, is when you're dealing like we're dealing with with you as the parents on trying to set things up, as you were saying, or do things or plan things or need you to know this, is that every now and then, and I think you'll hear most grandparents t- say this, can you maybe just call and let us talk about it mm-hmm. rather than the back and forth and back and <laughs> forth. And I've gotten to where now, when this is what I've learned, when I answer back on a test, I, answer, I don't answer with a question. I give a statement because I'm not going to lead it open that I'm waiting for an answer back. <laughs> this is how I feel about it. This is what we're going to do. End of conversation. And then it leads right. it up to, to the other person to either, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, do, do I need to answer that, or did I not clarify it well enough or something? Anyway, that's that's the way I feel about texting. I mean, it's there for a reason, like you say, for emergencies. And then the kids having text, having telephones, you know, at such a young age. And and what they do with it, you know, it just takes so much. Um, you really have to watch them. A lot of monitoring and and um, on the part of the parents. That's the difference to me. I think is probably the electronics. As far I wanted to say this based on what Linda, both Linda and Teresa said, and you had mentioned. I think with the grandparent, the the role of the grandparent with the with the grandkids is if their house is unique. Of course, I came through the boot camp on raising kids with two therapists involved in it, you know, the guy, the rules, the boundaries, the, the challenge, I mean, the uh, choices, you know, I went through that school. So I had to learn, I was taught the rules, and I tried the best I can. And I do follow them pretty much, and I think most grandparents will. But I think when they have them in their house, they need to follow the rules as much as they can, but they do can do exceptions to them to make it, this place is a soft place for them to land. So they know it's a safe place, they know it's a soft place, and they know they can talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they can talk to you, and either it has to stay between you, or if you need to, you tell them, you may, you need it, I need to now talk to your parents. So I've, I've got two great-grandkids. I've got, two, I've got a great son, daughter-in-law, and a great daughter. They're all therapists, but um, <laughs> that's the way I feel about it. Did I say it? <laughs> you think you never mind, I won't go on. <laughs> there is an article I read that was listing the all the things you could learn from grandparents, you know, and I think it's it's wise to to get uh feedback and to hear because I think grandparents have been through so much that they're not as wrapped up in the day to day of raising children and so they can have a little bit more perspective, you know and settle down. And so 
there was a couple of things that stood out in that mom that that said one was <clears throat> they know you don't get another chance, and so grandparents' perspective, you know, on parenting is, you know, because we're so wrapped up as parents in raising our children that pretty soon they're raised and it's done, <laughs> and we Absolutely. don't step back to enjoy who our children are or to let them struggle at times or to slow down at times or to let them figure out who they are. We're too busy trying to get them on the best team or in the best club or with the best group or in the, you know, we, we try, that's what parents do today to get them raised instead of realizing that pretty soon they're going to be raised and it's over. And then the other thing that they, that I thought stood out, and then you can talk about that was, um, they they don't grandparents don't undermine a close relationship by punishing. They don't risk losing the relationship with that grandchild by you know hammering home a punishment with them. They talk more through it with them, or they try to to work with them a little bit more. And parents sometimes can be you know that's it. You've crossed the line. You've broken the law. It's over. And I think we can learn from grandparents that they're a little bit softer a lot of times. Maybe a little grumpier too but softer in terms of loving their grandchildren, you know? Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree 100% with that. I was going to say one of the things, too, that I have the hottest for me, one of the hottest for me as a grandparent is, is, you know, you have them and you can play with them, but as we're older now, we're not able to do the things with our kids, uh, grandkids now that we do with our kids because now we're we're older, we're, we're not physically able. I mean, it just kills me that I can't get out there and, and do the soccer, you know, or, or do the basketball, you know, mm-hmm. or play jump up and down or do this stuff. I do the best I can. But you, you physically, you're limited now, and that's a tough thing. And also mentally, you know, with the stresses, you know, your anxiety's a little higher. You tire out easier, you know, mentally, and, and that that's tough. You know, for mm-hmm. a grandparent. You know, I still remember my uh, uh, my husband's mother when y'all were little would say to us, "I don't know where you guys get the energy to do the things and stay with these kids and running and da 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 that you do." Now that I'm a grandparent, I know why she's made that statement. You know, mm-hmm. because you're because you just you know you are and your stress levels a little higher and stuff like that. So you uh, you and, and that's the hot pot. To me, being a grandparent, you know, you can't, you're not as active. I mean, you get to the games and you do all that and stuff like that, and you're there for them. But sometimes you just have to sit down while they're playing as opposed to being out there playing with them. But the well, easiest part of being a grandparent is all the hugs and loves and kisses and the thanks, and and uh, no matter what you do, they're they're fine. They're okay with you, yeah. you know, you know, if and, you... If you and especially with grandchildren who are growing up, let's say that want to play baseball, basketball, something like that, they don't get it a lot of times, the grandchildren, you know, that when you get older, it's not as easy to do things. They want them to still play, and sometimes they don't understand that. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah. should grandparents raise children or not? No, I don't think so. Only if you have to, and believe me, there are plenty of situations where that happens. But for one for one reason, like I just told you, you know, the physical and the mental part of it, you know, it, 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 it'd be tough. It's tough on the grandparents to have the younger mm-hmm. kids around. And it's tough on the kids that their grandparents are, are, are 
or maybe older and maybe a little bit stricter, mm-hmm. you know, than they feel a grandparent should be, you know, uh, when the grandparent's really acting as a mother-father. You know, mm-hmm. they've had to take away their grandparent role, and now it's a mother-father role. And grandparents are there to love on the kids and take care of them and do things for them and be there for them. So I, I, I'd rather they not. You know, but there are definitely, and I I know instances where it has to happen, and mm-hmm. they do the best they can. They do the best they can, and just hope they're around long enough to finish the job. <laughs> you know, to, well, I mean, you know what I mean to get them all the way through. You know, high school even just get them through high school, depending on the age. You know, so so okay. It, so well, go ahead. No, I'm through. That's it. What did you get growing up as a child? This is kind of the last big question. As a child growing up, what did you get that you feel like kids today are not getting? And that could be a relationship. That could be something you were taught. What do you feel like today kids are missing that uh, when you grew up, that was something that really would help them? You know? Well, I think it's still, and I'm going back to what I said originally, uh, I just, my childhood was just growing up, was just being outside, playing games, you know, being at home, you know, walking through the house and having my mother there, you know, or out in the kitchen or or being outside, playing in the neighborhood and uh, the neighbors, you knew the neighbors, you knew the kids, you knew who you can go, what house you can go to, who would take care of you. I mean, we were in out of people's houses, mm-hmm. you know, and eating lunch maybe somewhere different or someone saying at lunch. And, and just you could go outside and there'd be kids out there playing or down the street, you knew down the street where you could go. And the, there were woods and all the stuff like that. And and um, as far as, you know, that, that I, I'm – I miss. I feel for them that kids today, you know, that's like when the school bus comes in here and drops the kids off. You see all these kids getting off the school bus, and then you mm-hmm. never see them. <laughs> they see them in the morning getting back on the bus. What are these kids doing? You know, and there are a lot of kids. And, um, I mean, they don't know what they miss. Of course, I know you'd say it's hot outside or something like that, but... I mean, just the games we used to play and running through people. You could run through neighbors' yards, you know, hide up in their tree. I mean, that's really going back in time. But, <laughs> but that's, no, I think that's, that's really that's, a pretty smart thing that uh, I think families and children especially don't get today. That when and even when I grew up, it was the same. But today, there's a whole different perspective on safety of children and boundaries where they can go, what they can do. They just can't go home, run outside, and we'll see you at dark, and, which is sad, but also that we've replaced that time with, with activities a lot of times, and it's either they're doing lessons or they're doing recitals or they're doing practices, or they go home the opposite, like you said, and stay inside and play video games, and they're never seen till the next day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But you're right. There are so many activities. That's another thing, too. There are so many activities, and they're bouncing from one thing to another, you know, just to make sure that uh, the kids aren't just, you know, getting involved so much in activities. They're missing all this other time. Or that they're not on, the, you know, the games more than they should be, and they're spending that time rather than reading, you know, mm-hmm. so, which is so important. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you a funny story about how, how I guess, differently we do things sometimes in my home. But we drive to school every day, 
Um, their kids are in a private school, so they got out of school earlier than the public schools did this year. And every day when we go to school, we'd leave about 7.30, and we'd go down the street. Before we'd leave the neighborhood, there's a bus stop there for the middle school kids that are going to the public school nearby. And we just got into a habit where we were playing loud, fun music in our car. We'd roll the windows down, and we'd wave to these kids. And then they started – this is over weeks, Mom, this would happen. I mean, we just – throughout the whole – really from January to May, we we we, we increased it. And they started waving back. Oh. And they were kind of like, at first, this is weird. Like, who are these people? What are they doing waving at us and playing music? Like, this is strange. But Tony, my 8-year-old, just loved doing it. So what we did was the very last day of public school, my kids were already out. We planned it, and we decided to stop, drive down to the end of the block, park, get out. And Tony and I went and stood with the guys until their bus came. And I introduced myself, and I know they thought we were weird at first, but after a while, we started realizing, because these are kids that live a block away from me. We started realizing, you know, some of these kids, the one he's been waving to all semester, his name was Anthony. It was the same as Tony's. So we started talking, and the kids all started talking, and they kind of liked talking, you know, playing basketball, what are they going to do this summer? And then the bus came, and they left, and we went back to the house. But it was one way that I can teach my kids that, you know, it's important to meet people and go talk to people. And these are kids that are a block away. You might not see them at all this summer, but... At least you've done something, you know? Yeah, anyway. well, let me ask you, did, was Nick with you? That was the funny part. Nicholas did stayed he get in the out truck. Of the car? <laughs> he stayed in the truck. <laughs> Nicholas did he get was out? sixth grader that, yeah, he just didn't. He thought that was a little bit too awkward in the middle school. I get it. I understand that. But, hey, you know, you do what you can. Mom, I know. thanks I know. for being on the air. You have been too kind to take the time and. And answer the questions and talk a little bit about grandparents because it's a great show, great topic. And uh, we'll have to do you do this again sometime. Have you okay, back on well, for something else. Okay, well, I enjoyed else. it. I enjoyed yeah. the good show. Okay? Well, thanks for being here, and I know we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, call me. All right, I will. Call me, maybe. <laughs> call. You got it. Call. Love <laughs> thanks, you. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, and on the last note, leaving before our show Monday, uh, I just I've got to wish all the dads happy Father's Day out there because I know it's tough and uh being a father's tough and being a good father's even tougher but there are great books out there y'all that you can get fathers for Father's Day and uh I encourage all the moms and grandparents out there to go get uh fathers some good books there's a good book called uh, Strong Fathers Strong Daughters for dads who have daughters uh John Eldridge writes an amazing book several uh, books on being a father and uh, raising children in today's world. And I think that, you know, I know all dads don't read, but it'd be a good one that uh, that dads could start coming together. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I look forward to our show coming Monday night. I can't wait for it. And i got to tell you, airing this Sunday night, I'm going to be on another blog talk radio show called This Woman's Words with Karen Cotton. And again, thiswomanswords.com is her website, and it's going to be a talk show on Father's Day and what dads mean. So join us for that. We can't wait to see you. That's going to be Sunday night. Go to my website. We'll put a link up. Y'all have a great day. Happy Father's Day, and we'll see you soon.